Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. All right. It's another day. It's another episode of your daily scrum. I'm professional scrum trainer, Ryan Ripley. That gentleman over there is professional scrum trainer, Todd Miller. That creature somewhere back in there is Grogu. Mm -hmm. Reading about his daddy Jedi. Yep, right there. Checking it out. Yep. So what we do each and every day, we get together, we tackle your questions, trying to help you do Scrum a little bit better each and every day. Todd, I got a, an, an awesome note before we get into the question. Apparently, there is a new Scrum Master. Her name is Nina. What's up, Nina? And apparently, she's using these episodes to level up as a Scrum Master. Sweet. What's up, Nina? Thanks for checking it out. Yeah, and thanks for letting us know about that. It's awesome that you're in the community, and we hope to see you in the comments below. And I'm sure, since Nina is such a fan, that she has also liked and subscribed Unlike 40% of you who are watching right now, right, Todd? We watch yeah. that. We see the analytics. We do. We do. So be cool like Nina. Like and subscribe. Leave us some comments. Drop your questions. And uh, yeah, maybe your questions will turn into a video. It's likely. It's very likely. Yeah, this one's this one's a theme. We've got a theme of these questions. We probably have four or five different derivations. I said it the fancy way. Deriva derivations, derivations of Where this you question. Get derivations. How can devs make their work transparent while remote? Hmm. This is a, a big, big thing, right? This is the, we're all working remote. We're trying to keep our work transparent. Basically, Todd, I what I read into this, and you can kind of back out of this if you don't agree, is that we're all trying to collaborate remotely. How do I know what you're doing? How do you know what I'm doing? And how do we make sure we're all kind of building mm -hmm. towards the same thing, right? Yeah. So I wonder, it's, yeah, my, the first thing that comes to my mind with this question is to whom, whom, since you're ah. using fancy words. To whom are you trying whom. to be transparent? <laughs> yeah. That's what I think of, right? To whom, because there's a lot of aspects of this. Are they trying to be transparent within themselves as developers? Yeah. Are they trying to be transparent between developers and the product owner, developers and the scrum master, the scrum team between Stay the developers course. and managers? developers and stakeholders like who are they yeah. trying to be because i think that to to what we always say is transparency means it's well understood and i think the understanding of that um 
has varying levels, right? And I, I don't think there's a one size fits all approach to make that work transparent for everybody that I just named there. You know, let's start with the scrum team. I think that's a good place to start. And I don't know if we're going to get to every single um, aspect, but what I have found, Todd, while mm. working with and talking to some teams that are that are remote, they're trying to use the same tools that they would use if they were together. Mm -hmm. And to me, this is kind of a, an interesting situation. I know that um, there are some online um, code editors out there where people can work together, they can collaborate, they can pair program a lot easier. I'm really interested in seeing those things take off, right? If you want your work well understood, you need to be able to share your work and collaborate around work. And I'm not sure that Zoom and sharing a screen is the best when you can have two people working on code at the same time. And so I think there's some tooling things here that can really help keep work transparent that enables the kind of collaboration that creates a status or, or a well-understood um, mm -hmm. situation on a team. Um, I'm also seeing a heavy, heavy reliance on, on Jira, Rally, Azure DevOps, Trello, and they're trying to keep uh, the progress of their work transparent that way. Um, and those tools have really taken a prominent stance. But we're also seeing a huge uptick, I think, in, as well in like Mural and Miro and mm -hmm. even like uh, there's some Google spaces. And, and, and so I'm seeing a, a huge like shift in the tooling on the teams that's kind of facilitating this. Uh, what are you seeing? Uh, so, I mean, we're big proponents of having, uh, I mean, back in the old days. Back pre, when we were kids. <laughs> pre, pre, pre pandemic, though, I mean, I'm huge advocates of making work well understood by having, um, you know, a visual representation of it yeah. somewhere, right? Um, now, uh, not a sprint burn down chart. That's not what I mean by that. Those are stupid. But what I'm saying is like a place like Mural, a place like that where you can have your sprint goal, right? Was I too strong in my language for no. sprint for a down chart? Okay, good. Um, so where you can have your sprint goal. You can maybe have like where we feel like we might be at in regards to our sprint goal. Like what are you trying to make transparent? Let's talk about that. Is there any blockers? Maybe you can get a, a thing in Mural. Maybe the tool that you're using, like Azure DevOps has an area, or maybe like in Jiri of Confluence, and there's a page you can have, like what, like something like, what's up with the developers, right? And just takes, here's the thing, because as a long time previous developer, maintaining stuff and updating documentation is my worst nightmare, right? But if it's just something I can do at the beginning of the day, halfway through the day, or at the end of the day, last thing I do when I'm getting ready to turn the lights out is update where I'm at, make sure that everything's updated. I, I think it's it's all good. So um, I, I like I like the path and seeing teams create some kind of visual representation in a tool like Miro or Mural, uh, and making it simple, making it easy to understand, uh, and and kind of going from there. But it's only as good as when it's updated. So. Yeah, Todd, you know what I want to see? I want to see teams in a retro, or maybe it doesn't have to be a retro, maybe just some kind of event. I want to see them put their product backlog up in the middle of a board, whether it's a we could do this in mural real quick. We do it in mm -hmm. mural. And I want them to decide how do we understand this at the best we can as a remote team. Mm -hmm. And I want them to brainstorm some ideas. Are we going to do product backlog refinement more frequently because mm -hmm. we're apart? 
Are we going to use different tools to facilitate that? Mm -hmm. Are we going to um, work with the product owner? Are we going to have product owner office hours where we know we can jump into a Zoom room and find that product owner? Like, I want some intention behind that, but then I want them to put another set of post-its up about how are we going to make sure the stakeholders understand mm -hmm. this? Are we going to are we going to add? You know, are we going to cut out an extra thirty-minute block? And we're going to skip the demo. And in sprint review, we're going to add 30 minutes and we're just going to talk about, we're going to over index on communicating this product. Mm -hmm. back. I want them to come up with a communication plan because they're remote. You know what I mean? I mean, we should do this when we're together, but I think this is even more important when we're remote. And as a team, they should decide what that is. And I would love to see them start at the product backlog and then shift that and say, all right, we have a sprint backlog. Go through all of the different yeah. players again, and then you have an increment. So take all the artifacts and figure out how are we going to intentionally keep these transparent? And I think that could be an interesting way to kind of highlight where the problems are, too. Yeah, and I, I think that uh, kind of to tie the bow on what you said there, I think that let's avoid the tools that are two directional. When I say that, I mean, or maybe even single directional. An example, a single single directional form of communication is a PowerPoint. Yep. Right. No PowerPoint. I am when I pull up, if I pulled up a PowerPoint to show you during this episode, I am literally talking to you about the content that I created on it. That's <laughs> it. And that's exactly to our previous episode. I gotta work. Sorry. Your camera is then off. So um, that's a that's a that's a singer. And, and does anybody have any? Uh, does anybody have any input? No, because you've successfully turned the entire room into zombies. That's like there has to be collaborative working spaces. There has to be questions. There has to be breakouts. There has to be that kind of stuff there going on. So if I yeah. put the next five product goals on, a, if I'm the product owner, I've got a mural board. I've got the next five product goals that I'm thinking about. And I want the, the stakeholders to throw some notes up about each one. Here's the active one. Yeah. We've got the I mean, actual, here's a, here's, here's the, the current sprint goal. And here's maybe the past five sprint goals that were a step towards the product goal. I dig, yeah. right. Dig that. And, and maybe even just like a, maybe like a gas tank that developers just say, Hey, today on Tuesday, uh, we feel like we're 50% of the way towards achieving this sprint goal. Yep. Right. And, but check tomorrow because that 50% could stay the same or we could find new information out and that could be 30%, right? Or it could move to 70 because woohoo, we made a breakthrough. You know, and, so. and what's kind of hitting me about this too is that this is where Scrum Master's facilitation skills have to become amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't just, and, and we're even seeing this in the, in the training community where trainers are holding on to, like they're putting a camera on themselves and they're trying to use physical post-its behind them and mm -hmm. they're trying mm -hmm. to like hang on to this like, this physical, like when we were together, they're still using PowerPoint. They're, that stuff's gone, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You've got to get collaborative. You got to use tools like Mural, Miro, um, Jamboards. There's a bunch of tools that do this. Even I, I think even um, what Trello could be interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you've got to get people in breakouts. You got to start leveraging training from the back of the room, liberating structures, mm -hmm. um, different different ways of engaging people. Because this is not a passive, not a passive medium. If you don't have yeah. people actively engaged online um, with the cameras on, you're not going to learn anything and they're not going to learn anything, which means transparency is busted. Nope. We're running long again. Second long episode. I know. So why don't we end it? Yeah. End screen time. So check out the socials. We're big on Twitter and LinkedIn. We're still trying to figure out what to do with, with Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we'll see. 
Like and subscribe. Like we said, 40% of you watching right now are not subscribed. What's up? Come on. We got a lot of good stuff coming out. Make sure you don't miss a single one. Be like Nina. Like and subscribe. Some videos are going to pop up below. We think you're going to like them. We hope you do. Leave us some comments. Let us know. Are the videos helping? Uh, do you have a question you want us to answer? We're more than happy to, as you can see, talk uh, about all Agile topics that are important to you. So let us know in the comments. Um, for Todd Miller, I'm Ryan Ripley. Go forward, do some good things. Engage with your remote teams. Don't bore them to death with PowerPoint. Actually come up with some great structures and ideas to get everybody involved, get everyone's input collected so that they actually feel like they got something valuable out of the meeting. All right, go forward, do some good scrum things. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on.